Welcome back to the Declare Podcast. Today, we want to tell you about a special organization called Elizabeth's Voice. Guys, we can't do what we do around here at Declare without the generous support of our sponsors, and we are so grateful. This year, we get to partner with Elizabeth's Voice. They employ 26 single moms and widows in Uganda who are working hard to make a brighter future for their children. And they also have partnerships in Lebanon where they provide help for refugees from Iraq and Syria who are just trying to rebuild their lives. You can purchase their jewelry, baskets, and bags, and your purchase empowers a woman across the world to change the next generation. Learn more at elizabethsvoice.org or click the link in our show notes and go show them some love. We know you're going to love having them at Declare this year as much as we do. You're listening to Declare Podcast number 108. Today, our own Erin Hall is chatting with literary agent and publishing coach Rochelle Gardner. Rochelle works with authors on both fiction and nonfiction. And as a publishing industry veteran since 1995, you know she's going to have some great insights for us. Stick around and hear her tips for getting unstuck in the writing process. And a mindset shift for your publishing career. Did you know you can score a one-on-one appointment with Rochelle herself at Declare this year? That's right. Our one-on-one appointments are now on sale. Grab one with Rochelle or Brian Dixon. You can hear him on Declare Podcast number 99. Or with our favorite swayologist, Ann Watson. All right, Erin. It's all yours from here. Hello, Rochelle. Hi, Erin, and hi, everyone at Declare. Yeah, so good to be chatting with you today. Um, we're just really grateful that you said yes to being at Declare Conference this year. Um, and so I'm looking forward to chatting with you and getting t- to know you and I'm introducing you to the Declare community today. Wonderful. I'm very excited. Good. So first, why don't you just take a minute and introduce yourself to the Declare community. Who are you? Where do you live? Your family? That sort of thing. Okay. Um, so my name is Rochelle Gardner, and uh, I'm a literary agent, and I've been in publishing for about 25 years, so that kind of dates me. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in L.A. and lived most of my life there, but I live in Colorado now, and um, so I'm really fortunate to be able to have a home office where I can work at the at the foot of the Rocky Mountains, which is really neat. I have two daughters who are both in college. And yeah, raised a couple kids, and now I, I have more time to devote to my literary life. So that's me. Nice. And I saw on your Instagram that you are a dog mama. I saw your beautiful puppy um, on your pictures there. Tell us about your dog. Oh, yeah. I do a lot of posting about my dog. I have a three-year-old black lab, Andrew. And um, before we had him, we had uh, we had a yellow lab for a long time. Yeah, he's my hiking buddy. I take him out on a hike almost every day. And um, we we actually started off raising him to be a guide dog puppy, but he didn't end up being a guide dog. So now he's ours. And yeah, so he's he's my office buddy when I'm working and my hiking buddy. And so yeah, he's great. He's really cute. I love that. Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah, that caught my eye when I was looking at your Instagrams. So you said you were in the publishing industry for 25 years. Wow. Tell us, let's chat a little bit about what you do as an agent and publishing coach. As an agent, I partner with authors to get their books with good publishers. That involves partly 
selling projects to publishers. But that's, I mean, that's a really important part of it because that comes out of the long-term relationships that I have with the publishers and the knowledge that you gather over the years about what publishers want, uh, what kinds of books and what kind of publisher would be a good fit for that author. But then it is a lot more than that because uh, once we do a deal, then of course I negotiate the contract and make sure that we have the best possible contract terms. And then I'm really the partner of the author all the way through the process. There are so many times when they need, uh, when they have questions about the process or they need some help navigating the relationship with their publisher and just various things. Like I'd say even just in the last 24 hours, um, the kinds of conversations I've had with my clients are like, I sat for quite a while on the phone with a client brainstorming potential kinds of images to suggest for her book cover. And then I've had another phone call with another client who writes fiction, and we were doing some brainstorming of some of the plot points of her novel because she was feeling a little stuck and just needed someone uh, with whom to maybe do a little brainstorming and kind of get her unstuck. I had dinner with one of my nonfiction clients last night. We brainstormed her next book. We talk titles, we talk covers, we talk, you know, topics for books. So anyway, it's just really kind of an ongoing, very supportive partnership in which I work with clients as they build their writing careers. Wow, that's a lot. And it's so good and so needed. I know that there are a lot of women listening who are like on the edge of their seat, can't wait to meet with you and just pick your brain over some of these things. I love that you said you partner with them throughout the process. And just as you were talking about what you've done in the past day, it's a little of everything in every step of the process. True coaching, right? Yeah. And I actually kind of have a side hustle as a publishing coach for people who don't have agents, but just might need an hour or so of coaching in some area of uh, writing or publishing or platform building. So I started doing that mostly because I get so many emails from people, writers who are unpublished, usually they're unpublished and who don't have agents, but who are, they're either kind of stuck where they are, or they're just not sure if, if their idea has merit, or they're not sure if their book proposal is right. And they want to get it right before they send it out. All those kinds of things where you just kind of wish you could talk to a publishing professional. So I actually started my coaching business so that I could offer this service to authors who don't have an agent yet. And um, even sometimes people who don't even want an agent, maybe they're going to pursue self-publishing, which is fine. So that's really fun, too, because I can I can have those same kinds of conversations, but just outside of my work as an agent. That's good. And those uh, coaching appointments you will be offering at the conference, at Declare Conference this year. So if if anyone is coming to the conference and they want to meet with you, that's is that along the same lines of the type of um, coaching you'll be able to offer them? I think so. But um, most conferences, we only have 15 minute meetings. So that's not necessarily any kind of in-depth coaching. But I always am happy to answer questions for people and give them what I can in the time allotted. Thank you. Wow, that's good. Let's talk about how did you get started? You said you've been doing this since 1995. And you've worked with more than 200 authors to bring their books to publication. How did you get started in this? What, um, how did this become your passion? 
Well, I've always been a reader, of just a real true bookworm. I was one of those kids that would go to the library and check out the maximum number of books that the library allowed and, you know, read them all and go back. I've just always been a real lover of books. But I, in college, I majored in TV and film. And so right out of college, I ended up working in um, television because I was in L.A. So I worked in television for about five years, and then I just decided I wanted a career change because I was just not really that much into TV, but I, I remained um, very much interested in books and publishing. And so I ended up getting started at a publishing company that was in LA and I worked there for a few years. And then I took some time off and did a lot of freelance work in publishing for a few years when my kids were really little. And then I had another in-house publishing job for a few years after we moved to Colorado. And then I left there and then I was a freelance editor and writer for a couple of years. And then I became an agent in 2007. So I've kind of uh, worked a lot of different areas in publishing. When I started off, I was actually working in sales and marketing. So I really, I really grew to understand that aspect of the business. And I moved into editorial from there. And when I came to Colorado, I worked as an editor um, for a publishing house. I kind of having learned all the different aspects of the business, I felt like it set me up really well to then be an agent because I can work on the creative level as well as the business level. And most of all, I just love working with writers. Yeah, I mean, that's very apparent that, like I said, that it's your passion. It sounds like you're really good at what you do and you love what you do. So that's that's a great combination. So you're in your sweet spot for sure. Have you written any books? Do you have any books published? Well, I have one self-published book that's on Amazon, and it is about how to decide between self-publishing and traditional publishing. Okay. Um, and then I did actually work as a ghostwriter for several years, and so I've written about 10 books that my name is not on them. But eventually I decided that writing full-time and even writing and editing full-time were um, – great for when I was doing it, but I really wanted to move into something different. And so now I'm much more able to have my hands in kind of lots of different areas. So I'm, I'm brainstorming, I'm editing, and then I'm also handling the business side of an author's career, which mm -hmm. I really love. Yeah. Let's talk about the importance and value of diversity in publishing. Speaking of your book, self-publishing, working with an agent, what are your thoughts, advice, opinions on on the diversity in publishing these days? Well, I mean, it's no secret that publishing as a whole, not just Christian publishing, but all of publishing has just, it's an old industry and it's uh, long been a very non-diverse environment. Luckily, over the last 20 years, it has become pretty equal as far as female and male, you know, participation in publishing, like people who are actually working in the publishing houses and working as agents. So women and men equally participate in that process. But as far as um, any kind of racial diversity, that's been really tough. And it's been very, very slow to go in that direction. And because so many people in working in publishing houses have been white historically and still are, that has led to 
really a lot more books by white people being published. And so mm-hmm. there are quite a few of us now who are very intentionally working to um, look for the voices of people of color and people who are just people who are maybe uh, not white, not straight, and voices that we can bring into publishing and get their voices out there. So, and I just find that it's very important. It's something that really excites me about being able to bring a lot of diverse voices um, into publishing. So, and I know I'm not the only one doing that. Right. And that makes it very exciting. I think uh, an exciting time to be in, um, in this industry, writing and publishing, where this change is happening and this is actually something that we're talking about and bringing into the light. So it is exciting. I agree for sure. Very important, very valuable. So switching gears a little bit, I saw a neat section on your website, a a category called a writer's life. And I clicked on it and it comes up with a lot of articles that you've written for writers to encourage writers. You have some resources for them, some tips for the process and So I'm hoping that uh, some of our community can go to your website and um, get to know you a little bit more that way. But in the meantime, do you have any advice for declare attendees or aspiring authors, um, something along those lines, someone who is looking to get published, coming to declare, maybe they have a dream in their heart to get a book out. What advice would you give to someone coming to declare this year? Well, of course, I could keep talking for the next five hours with advice for um, <laughs> yeah. aspiring writers. But I think one of the things to really be thinking about as you are moving into a place where you're trying to get a little bit more serious about your pursuit of a possibly, possibly a publishing career, or at least just getting your books out there. What I think it's really important to think about is your mindset. So for a lot of the time, when you first start writing, it really is about what's on your heart and what is um, what is God impressing upon you that you want to share, what's just coming out of you. And then what happens is it's time to start thinking about publishing as a business and even start thinking of yourself as building a small business if you want to be an author. And so you kind of start to do this this mind shift where you're realizing, okay, this is no longer just about me and what I wanted to write and how God and I have been talking about this together. Now I have to really start thinking about things like who's my audience and the fact that, you know, there's a big publishing business out there and it has requirements that are that go far beyond what do I feel like writing or what do I feel like is an important message. There are so many questions about what do people want to hear? What are people's felt needs? And then questions of how would I get my message out there? And so those are like marketing and platform considerations. And so not that you have to know the answers to all these questions, but that you go in with a mindset of there's two things. There's you as the artist and writer, and then there's you as the business person. And it's very important to keep in mind that If you actually do want to pursue publishing, whether it's independent publishing or getting an agent and a publisher, any which way you are starting a business. And so it really 
behooves you to be thinking in terms of business, not just the art part of it. That is a great tip. Mindset is very important. You're right. How you're looking at your art and how you're looking at the pursuit of a publishing career. I think that's that's great advice. Thank you so much. What technology for Christian communicators are you loving oh, right gosh. now? Um, let's see. So I do talk a lot with authors about Scrivener, which is a, I don't know what you call it. It's like an app. I guess you call it an app, but anyway, you, um, you mm-hmm. download it and you write in Scrivener as opposed to writing in like Word, for example. And then you end up having to, once you want to actually send your work to someone, you do have to download it to Word. But in any case, Scrivener is something to check out because it's, very different from Word in that it really helps you organize a book. It gives you places to keep things organized. It's kind of hard to explain, and there's a learning curve to it, but most of my authors actually do write in Scrivener. So I do recommend Scrivener. I like, so a lot of writers have trouble with the, just the idea of you're trying to get your writing done but you're very distracted by social media. Mm-hmm. So I actually really like, there are a bunch of apps that you can put on your computer that will actually block social media while you're writing. And so you can, you can set it so that like during certain hours, you actually can't even get on Facebook if you tried. Oh, wow. Um, and when, so one of them is called, the Freedom app, and then there's another one called, oh, I'm trying to think of it. There's actually several apps like that that I feel like are just really, really helpful for people who just really struggle with that. And so in any case, so that's a good one. You know, a lot of authors really have to use social media to just kind of build a platform and keep a following going. And there's there are several really cool apps. One's called Plan, P-L-A-N-N. Okay. And that one is for Instagram. And there's another one called Planally. And if you look for apps like that, and you can just Google social media planning apps or Instagram planning apps. And what it does is it helps you organize your um, your whole feed in advance. So you can use the plan app to plan out like your next couple of weeks and actually schedule all of your Instagram posts at one time and then it will post them at the times that you sent. But it does more than that. It helps you kind of curate how all those images are going to look on your grid. And it just, it really helps you with a lot of things. So I really like being able to plan ahead when doing social media. And so I recommend those kinds of things. So those are just a few little technology things that I like. Yeah, very helpful. And all of them, well, the freedom and then the plan and planally, really helpful to stay off social media so that you aren't distracted, you know, to limit that distraction. Because when you're, I know writer's block happens and the next thing you do, you're following a rabbit trail on Facebook and, you know, liking pictures and watching Instagram stories and you've wasted a lot of time that could have been spent brainstorming or writing instead. So yeah, to have it planned out like that and scheduled and even blocked, very helpful, I think. Not just for writers, but I mean, for everyone, really, anyone who might have a project that they're working on and just need to stay focused, need some boundaries. (laughs) 
Right. And even just knowing that those apps exist can help you feel better because you realize, okay, I'm not the only one who really struggles with staying focused. I mean, so many people struggle with that. And so, you know, why not use a tool that makes sure that you're not going to fall into the rabbit hole of Facebook? Mm -hmm. And it's very good for writers because it's so easy to say, oh, I'm writing this and I just need to hop online really quick to research Mm -hmm. something. But what you do is you learn that when there's something that needs to be researched or you need more information, you simply write, you know, like right there in your manuscript, you know, parentheses, need more information or research this or whatever. And then you keep going and then your, your, your flow just keeps going and your writing time can be much more productive. Wow, that is a really good tip there. I I hadn't heard that before about the writing it right directly into your manuscript um, instead of going to do the research right then. That's a very helpful tip. That's gold. (laughs) Well, you know, there are two different kinds of thinking, like the writing is one kind of thinking and then researching is totally different kind of thinking. But the minute you go away from your writing and start researching, number one, your brain is working in a different way. And number two, you're so likely to get sidetracked and, you know, fall down that rabbit hole of Facebook. And then next thing you know, an hour is gone. Mm-hmm. So um, really trying to separate your writing time from your research time. That's good. And I think that is good information for the women coming to declare if they're in that in that season right now and just in in that mode and they're maybe feeling like they have ADD, but hey, you don't, you're not alone in that. You know, this is a real struggle. and um, there are tools out there that can help us. So yeah, that's really good. Thank you for that. And I'll put those apps names that you mentioned in the show notes so that people can just click on them and see them, um, the ones that you suggested. So yeah, my hopes are up for Declare 2019, um, for meeting you, for the community to meet you and get to know you. Um, and just, I'm just really excited right now about the books that are not born yet and that the conversations that happen at Declare with you and some of the tips that you provide to our community are going to be part of that birthing process um, for these these books that are in these women's hearts that, that God has downloaded to them that they don't even know yet. So I'm really excited about that and looking forward to seeing you at Declare. Can you share with us, as we ask um, all of our speakers this, all of our guests on the podcast as well, What are you getting your hopes up about right now? Well, I am just very hopeful about so many new authors and speakers coming up. There are so many people who have something on their heart and they're just really working hard at finding the right way to express that, whether in writing or through speaking or both. And um, it's just my joy to work with people in when they're in this stage of finding what their message is and figuring out how to bring it to the world. And so I'm very hopeful about all of that. The Declare Conference is part of it. Yes, good. Well, thank you again for your time today. Thank you again for saying yes to Declare Conference. Um, and we will see you in October. Thanks so much, Erin. I really appreciate it, and I am excited to meet you there. Yes, awesome. I will put your website and your social media handle in the show notes so that people can find you and get in touch with you if they're interested in your coaching services before, during, or after the conference this year. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, Declare, wasn't that a great interview? So many great tips. 
We know you'll love hearing from Rochelle in person at Declare this October. And speaking of things we know you're going to love, we've got two organizations that we get to partner with at Declare this year that we are so excited to introduce you to. Logos Bible Software and Elizabeth's Voice. Guys, we can't do what we do at Declare without the help of our special sponsors. And we are so grateful for Logos Bible Software and Elizabeth's Voice joining us this year. Check out all the details in our show notes and go give them some love, would you? Thanks.